Welcome, welcome, welcome. We here for another installment of the Producers Pull Up. It's your man V. P man, we here. And we got a very special guest, Holla the Truth. What's up with you, man? Holla the Truth. Coming from Denver, but an immigrant to the Bay Area, Hunters Point to be specific. Man, so how you doing? I'm great, man. My energy's great. My dollars is up right now. Um, you know, just trying to live life and manifest everything coming to me. That's all good. That's all good. I see you rolling a nice wood there, man. Oh, yeah. You know, got the cookies. I got a question. We're going to get into this real brief. Who has the better weed? Is it is the, it out here or the Bay? The Bay Area. Stop playing. Not L.A., the Bay Area. Okay. And we, it's no discussion. No discussion? I've talked to Colorado people. I've talked to Bay Area people. <laughs> if you got some bad Bay weed, that was your fault. Because <laughs> this is where this shit originate. We, it's good. In the bay, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. I so, I gotta give it a try some of these days. I just came okay. from the bay, man. And See, I, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I have some nice weed, but man, yeah, I don't want to hear that. I, I know some nice spots out here, but you're gonna have to call me when you come out there, and <laughs> then I'm gonna sure. show you what they talking about. Sure. We're gonna go pull up on burner and hey, Unc, show this the OGs, yeah. Right. So, let's get to it, man. Um, let's how long you been producing? Um, taking it serious. I say about eight years, I'll give it. Just actually being serious with it mm-hmm. and like taking it as a craft over actually being a recording artist, you know. Um, I like the direction I went. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too enthusiastic about my actual music, but production, you know, I've seen a lot of success with that. Nice. Locally, like Bay Area wise. Um, and, you know, just trying to take it as it comes. Okay. So what got you into production? How did you get your start? So a lot of, I used to actually make these funny videos about, uh, like it was a thing called bitch niggaitis. Mm. Like I used to make a little funny video talking shit about people that do little scandalous shit every time from now and again. So I like made a little rap on there. And a dude like commented was like it's the worst rap I ever heard, but uh, it was meant to be funny, you know, back in that shit. So that made me take rapping serious. Mm. So once I started taking rapping serious, I met more people and more people, and then it was mostly niggas complaining about not having resources. Yeah. First it was oh if I had somebody to make covers, so I learned how to make covers, so niggas didn't have excuses. Yeah. And what did niggas do? Come up with more excuses. Uh, indeed. Yeah. If I had somebody to make beats, well, I said, I mean, <laughs> I've been playing the piano since middle school. I've really been making beats since middle school. You know, on the little keyboards you got, you can record Cassie, a one yeah. little track thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So I was like, all right, let me really get into this beat making. So then I got around people that were like in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if y'all heard of Larry June, yeah. but his nephew makes all his beats at my house. Like back in the day, he used to make all his beats at my house. Like, I really fuck with his nephew. He produced one of my whole albums, so I'm locked in. I gave them niggas their first $1,000 and everything. So, Dope. Yeah, I'm locked in with them. What's his name? Uh, Just Quality. My bad, didn't shout them out. Shout out Just Quality shout and Rico, JQ. You feel me? Um, what was we talking about? My bad, I got sidetracked. Just started in production? Okay, yeah. So, um, being around them, like, I was rapping at the time, trying to be a recording artist, mainly... And then just being around him, seeing him make beats and just like, damn, that's dope. Like the way you just put all that together and it just all come together. 
I mean, I had made beats before, but never took it serious. So being around that, I just was like, okay, let me take this serious. And then I never really tried to put it out there like, oh, buy my beats. It yeah. was more of people around me heard them like, ooh. And yeah. if they heard something they liked, it was like, okay, this one of them ones. Yeah. And they'll run with it. So then I got locked in with an artist named G-Val. It, it's a local name, but he got a song that kind of got out there, Fact Straight. Yeah. Uh, so that's who Just Quality was producing for. They produced Just Fact Straight, and I was just around them. So he got he got his status at that moment. Like mm-hmm. he was a local celebrity at that moment. So just being around that, I got to manifest all that, meet new people. Like Mr. Fab, he done came recorded in my house. I got videos and pictures of him recording in my house. I got a song with him. Two other people have songs on something I've produced with Fab on there. Nice. I mean, we can get into like the credits. I guess a little later, but yeah, so as far as starting, it was just to stop, for my friends to stop having excuses Indeed. to not succeed. Indeed. So, and so you became pretty much the one-stop shop, sound like, for everything, one man band. So like, what were you using? What got you into, like, what programming were you getting into when you first got started and felt like you was, you know, an official beat maker, you know what I'm saying? What, what programming, what, how was you cooking? I started off with uh, GarageBand on my iPad. That's that's where it first started. Like, okay. I made a beat, me and my friend recorded, we had a couple cool little songs, just some playing around shit. And then when I started taking it serious, I was using GarageBand on the computer, but I jumped into Reason. I think it was Reason Five at the time or Reason Seven or some shit. So I was using that, coming up with some good stuff, but just wasn't quite what people wanted to hear. So, you know, just taking time and reconstructing it and trying to figure out what it is that I have that people are going to want. I feel you. And people start taking a, a certain sound and I stuck there. So at the time, it was like this kind of Detroit sound. Mm-hmm. But what people don't know is like the band Detroit yeah. are cousins. That's Exactly. That's funny as you say that, man. Cause that's something that does go unsaid a lot too, man. You know what I'm saying? The styles are very similar. Yeah, so yeah. What, the ba- what Detroit did, you know, the Detroit and the Bay are linked. Yep. From back in the day, be legit and all of them. Mm-hmm. That was they funnel. Yep. So the um, like the sounds there, like you hear a Bay beat. I mean a Detroit beat, and everybody in the Bay likes it. Like the Detroit rappers, not Perfect to throw effect. shots, but they really not popping outside of Detroit in the Bay. Like mm-hmm. they get filtered in the in between cities, but uh-huh. outside of Detroit in the Bay, they really don't have no action. Like you get the ones that do. But, uh, like, so it works out, though, because that gets the Bay to Detroit. Like, the Bay is its own outlet. They can get where they want, but it gets the Bay to Detroit. And then the beat similarity is kind of like, we can vibe. Like, all right. And it's easy for them to work together. You try to put a Bay artist with uh, J. Cole, it's not going to work. It's not going to sound how it needs to sound. Mm -hmm. You don't hear E-40 and J. Cole's song. Like, it's a different type of vibe like bay we want to party you know all that mac dre all that I old school hyphy yeah they, they yeah it's different no. it's a whole different vibe yeah. so what would you say so i know you're from denver man what would you say like your sound more fits you, you feel like you got that bay sound a denver sound like you feel like you got your own type of shit cooking like what you feel like man how you, how you feel like your sound was influenced so my sound it comes from the people I'm around. So 
now we kind of get in the, the producers I rock around that I pull from, like I pull ideas from. So we got the Just Quality, you know, they produce for Larry June mm. and G Vows and they had some burner tracks and a couple other stuff. Um, Molly G. And then Lil Reese, you probably heard that name a lot. Lil Reese produced it. He produced it for Lil Yace, uh, S-O-B-R-B-E. Um, Brent Fiez, which people don't know because his tag's not in it. Um, uh, yeah, so I pulled from him. Uh, Smacks on the track. Uh, he produced Prezi's Do Better. Uh, that Most people know that it got real popular. So he worked. I worked with him a lot. Um, some other producers, Jacks on the track, uh, JP Bangs, Katie Slaps. I'm trying not to forget nobody, you know. I it's a lot of y'all. I fuck with a lot of y'all, you know. A lot of y'all fuck with me, so I'm trying not to forget nobody. If I do, my bad, you know. It's all love, but um, yeah, like just pulling stuff from them, like they got sounds. And we don't mind sharing stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not like, oh no, this sound is secret. Like this is my secret weapon. You can't have this. Like yeah, if yeah. somebody got a sound, I'm like, ooh, what's that? Like that sound clean. They're gonna show me. Like, nice. It's here. This is it. Um, it is a lot of political stuff going on though. Like certain people don't mess with certain people. One thing the Bay can't get together is that it's more money if we work together. Mm-hmm. Like the LA, you see the Crips and the Buds working together. They get money. Mm-hmm. Like that's the bottom line but bay area it's just like nah if we funkin we funkin like it's none of that so yeah. yeah dope so let me ask you this how do you approach producing for yourself versus producing for somebody else well, that's a good question um producing for other people i kind of go with what the sound is like what is everybody looking for Right now, people are still kind of on the little Detroit hype, so mm-hmm. I throw some of them in. But I've been trying to develop my sound so I can develop me as a person. Like, I'm tired of being the local celebrity. I had the local success. One of my biggest tracks in the Bay Area. It's definitely a Bay Area classic at this point. Is Semiado Cease shows up. They play it at every function, every ratchet function. It's gonna get played. <laughs> like, there's no if and buts about it. They played it at the Warriors Parade when they did they back to backs, like it was, yeah, it's a lit song. Like it's gonna be when they playing Thiz Dance, they're gonna play Chos Up. Like it's, Mm -hmm. we got Too Short on the remix. Um, Yeah, I'm saying it sounds like some pimp shit. You talking about Chos Up? Definitely. (laughs) So basically, he's talking about uh, you know his bitch fell off and he like I chose up and it's your cousin. Like so I'm gonna run it up like that. See, see, he's from Fillmore, so, you know, Fillmore niggas is known for pimps. Uh, you know anything about pimps, Fillmore Slim, of course. Right, yeah. All them niggas came up under him, so that's what they pop. They yeah. pop that pimp shit, mm-hmm. and we respect. Um, I mostly around Hunter's Point niggas, and that's mm-hmm. like hustlers and shooters and that type of ordeal. Not to discredit anybody else's violence, but, yeah, you know, it's what you're known for. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So let's talk about um, working with artists, man. What, what's something that you, uh, an artist that you like working with? What type of artist you, you you feel more comfortable working with, man? And what type of artist do you veer away from? Mm. I veer away from people that are scared of prices. I don't even 
sometimes I know people are playing, so I throw a price out there just to see if they respond. Oh, I made you in a couple weeks. I right, I know what that means. Yeah. All right, leave me alone. Pretty much. Really, I like working with people I know. I know what they want. I know they vibes. I know how they're gonna rap on it. Like I can picture them rapping on it. If I hear something like, "Ooh, this sound like," and I send it to them, like it's good. I don't really care right now about the money. This hundred two fifty dollars that that shit's not bothering me. Yeah. It doesn't make me any difference at this point. You know, it'll pay a couple bills in the moment, but I'm after more than that. You know, I want royalties. My friend just posted a check, I mean, 21 bands for a royalty check from one song. Shit. So, Shout that's, out, man. yeah, <laughs> Lil Reese shot you out, boy, because you're doing your damn thing. Um, yeah, and it's more to come from him. He's definitely somebody to look out for because he's going to be on the major platforms. You don't have to tap us in with him so we can get him on oh, the yeah. show. And he's definitely willing to come out here, so. Yeah. We'll come out there. We pull up. That's it's good. <laughs> pull, hey, yeah. I got a couple producers for you to pull up for on. Sure. So it's good. For sure. We're locked in out there. So let me ask you this. When you're talking about um, getting paid um, as far as splits, do you talk about that in the session or after the session? Or when do you talk about getting paid for the beats? So at this point, the people I'm producing for is not worth the split. Like, the front end money is worth more than the splits at this point. Like, Indeed. I'm not going to make any money on the back end. But to throw it out there, because I am the nigga I am, if you buy a beat from me or get a free beat and you put that bitch out and I don't get credit, I'm BMI in it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, that's my song, nigga. Like, I produced it. You don't got no paperwork. That's my shit. My tag in there. You don't got the breakdown of the beat. That's me. We can talk about it legally later. Who do you think is going to win? So mm-hmm. I just play it like that, like, cause niggas will try to play you out. Like there was a situation where a bigger artist bought a project from a smaller artist and promoted it in a song hit. And he tried to like go street with it and press him to get the song back. Like, no, you yeah. gave this song away. It's over with. It's yeah. not your shit no more. Yeah. So, you know, uh, people like to do some shady shit. So you just got to make sure your ends are covered. People like, I got people in my ear, like uh, DEO, him and his partner produced uh little dicky save that money mm. they fuck with trev and k-tone out here like they get invited to his birthdays all the time and all the shit yeah. so like they're bridged together but deo is a person that definitely gives me a lot of guidance nice. you know where he can he's like oh yeah you need to do this you need to do this send me beats i got placements for you like it was he definitely gives him a lot of he he doesn't get the credit he really deserves actually what i'm really trying to say he does a lot of back-end shit in the bay and it's just kind of overlooked because he's not broadcasting it yeah so i respect him for what he does for me Shout out to he him. puts me in the position i need to be nice. let me ask you uh versus working with an artist in the studio versus sending beats how do you feel about sending beats um you know artists like that oh send me a beat pack i don't like doing that because artists sit on beats I'm an artist, like, first, that was what I was, so, I have beats that I paid, I, it was four beats, I paid $800, never recorded to them, mm-hmm. like, that's, and these beats are, what, eight years old, so, it's, uh, I don't like sending beats, because I don't like them sitting, sometimes I hear some shit, or I'll go back and hear some shit, like, ooh, 
somebody popping now would go good on that. Yeah. Like two years ago, yeah, you had it, but now this person now sounds like he would go on that. You didn't use it, man. Because it's a couple of cases where you give a beat to somebody, you send a beat to somebody, you forget they have it, you send it again. Indeed. Now they both dropping a song at the same time for some reason. All right, where was that at? Like oh, yeah. Two years ago. You had to be two years before him. So I just refrained from sending him. As far as working in the studio, yeah, I'll come to the studio and cook up, but I like being in my own element most of the time. Nice. Just, yeah, me too. You come pick what you like mm-hmm. and what you vibe into. I don't really like sending shit and then you guess it. Oh, yeah, maybe I like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm over that point. I got the placements. I got the notoriety in the bay to not have to deal with that. Like, I don't promote to even sell tracks. Like, people still hit me for beats and I don't I don't even put out there that I make beats. They yeah. still just coming from that shit from 2018 and 16. They like, where's that at? I need that. So, nice. Yeah. All right, so... At what point for you? Because you know you're talking about you know the notoriety you got out in the bay, and um, you know you mentioned certain placements that you already got. So at what point you feel like you reached that that uh what they call like that you turn that corner basically right where you start to see that success. You know what I'm saying? And what do you think it was that that got you to that point to where you started to? Because every producer starts out, you know you might you, you make some beats. A lot of them might be trash. Right. And then you get to the point where they good, and then you get to the point where you start to build relationships and get those placements. And everybody's looking for, everybody's waiting on that point to where you can get in and see that promised land. You know what I'm saying? Right. What, what, what point do you think it was for you and how'd you get there? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm where I want to be yet, but as far as where I got, where I felt like I was succeeding, um, my big brother, he probably don't want me to say his name, but fuck it, Huggy, uh, this nigga really put me in a position to meet people. He never, he never gave me the fish. He always was teaching me how to fish, like... He's like, get built these relationships. Like, when I come around them, you come around them. So they remember you. Holla, this is Holla. He always with Huggy. Huggy's my friend. Holla's his friend. We friends. Yeah. So it just, it just sits in people's heads. Like, okay, as long as Huggy fuck with him, I love Huggy. I'm fucking with Holla. Like, and Huggy loves me like a little brother. He says it all the time. Like, you my little brother. Can't nobody tell me nothing about you. Yeah. So he fucks with me. He's like tapped in. He's locked in with people. Like, I don't know how many people out there know Stretch. Like, that's one of his closest friends. Stretch is manager for anybody you can damn near name out the bay. Uh, He was managing SOB before they broke up. Um, They were uh, Killer Mike and uh, the Run of Jewels. They managed them. Uh, Cosisco. G Perico. He's somebody we need to know. It's yeah, <laughs> stretches the outlet, stretching wheel, active management. Then those are the guys if you want the connections. Um, yeah, they do. So I'm plugged in with a lot of them. It's not like I can call them like, hey, uh, I got this. No, it's not that type of relationship. But they know who I am. Like it's mm-hmm. cool. Like Neff's manager, uh, Ken, he knows who I am. If, mm-hmm. if they say, hey, Holla said this, this, he's like, oh, Holla, Huggy, yep, correlated, and we in the door um but yeah huggy really put me in a position to just meet people he seen me he seen that i was willing to invest in myself i didn't want to use him because everybody knew about him like they knew what he did i didn't like he was just regular person in the neighborhood to me yeah so when once we built that relationship it was like 
love. Like, it was golden. We've been down the road, up in Portland, Seattle, all that. We just run. We rip and run. We try to manage artists. Sometimes it don't go so well. It's, it's, I don't know. We had a couple artists that had big names, like Baby Lana or Lil' Kayla. A lot of the Ratchet girls like Lil' Kayla, so I'm sure <laughs> she's probably popping out here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure y'all have heard that make his pockets hurt. <laughs> yeah, the kids love her for some reason. It's yeah. just a ratchet manifestation of sex and oh, shit. yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's like the Bay Area uh, city girls and Meg the Stallions. She's yeah. there. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, on that walk. Yeah, y'all might remember her beefing with uh, Cuban Doll. They had a little thing at Rolling Doll. Loud. Yeah, shout out Cuban Doll. Doll. She's she cool. I've been around Cuban Doll a few times because. Mm -hmm. uh, her management. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah, so I've been around Cuban. She's cool. Like, she's humble. She'll sit down, talk. She, like, I FaceTimed a friend. She didn't mind getting in the FaceTime talking. Like, she's real down to earth when she's so, vibing. And so, and so you would say most of your success, and this is also something that a lot of producers have, uh, you know, they get into, you know, which, which route is the best way to go. Because you got a lot of producers, man, they don't do the relationships. They'd rather sit behind the computer send the beats out or, you know, put it up on a web website, something like that. Have you ever gone that route or anything like that? Or you were just strictly relationships, man? How did you... Um, and what would you say, real quick, and what would you say to anybody who's uh, doing that, who, uh, you know, just wanting to send the beats out and, you know, go that route? What would you say to them? I mean, to each its own. You just never know. Like... I may be in the wrong direction trying to do relationships versus posting stuff. I post beats. Like, I got beats on YouTube. I got beats on BeatStars and uh, what's the other website? Airbit. So, I got stuff up just for people to hear. I really don't try to sell them or market them. It's just like, here, if I know you're playing, I'm going to just send you to the site. Okay. And you're going to be like, okay, I don't want none of this. So, it's a win-win situation for me. I don't have to deal with the headache of you trying to act like you really want to do this and you don't. Because you don't want to invest in yourself. But um, as far as the succeeding part, it was it's just um, you got to find your niche. Like me still, like I said, I haven't found what it is that's going to take me to that next level. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, like I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm trying to figure it out and uh, just like get the ball rolling. Because my foot's in the door. I just need to step in there. Yeah. Like, you know how you flick before it hit the ground, you're not all the way in the door. So I'm right there with it. I'm just trying to get that extra little whatever I need to get there and we'll figure it out as we go. Because all of this is pretty much trial and error at this point. Yeah, just figuring out what works, what doesn't. Um, I know jumping back to the first question, I didn't necessarily speak on success-wise. I kind of went on a tangent. But... um. Yeah, when I felt like I was at a status of some type of success was the Chose Up song. Nice. Like, to be honest, when he bought the beat, I was kind of like, uh, why did he want that beat? When he made the song, I was kind of like, mm, okay. And when it hit, I was like, all right. And then I got into it. Like, seeing everybody else loving it made me get into it. But the engineer, D.E.O., shout out him again, he told him, this is your hit. And he did it. But we talked about it, and the video is kind of what kept it surface level. You know, we could have had a better vid visual for it, which would have set the tone for the actual song. Yeah. He just kind of 
went out there and shot a video without consulting. So <laughs> we just you say it's moving out there in the bay. Yeah, I mean, well, at this point, it's like three years old. So, but it's gonna be played like it's a legendary bass song. Yeah, there you go. That ratchet gonna kick back in and be like, oh yeah, remember this? Let's throw that on. So that's always gonna be played. But uh, you know, I did a three day studio session with Burner. Uh, set up by Huggy again. You know, he like come down to L.A. Mind you, I went down there broke. Like, I ain't gonna lie, baby, mama paid for everything down there. He slid down there. Uh, I got to spend. I spent two days with him. I didn't go to the third session because I went and recorded a record with Glasses Malone. I don't know if people know about him, but he's a yeah, he's a real uh good name in this industry. Like, he's a good, he's a dope ass person. He's down to earth. He's not going to treat you like less of a person just because he's who he is. Like, he's still G Malone from the hood. Like, he, he got his music status and all that, but he's just humble. He's a very humble guy. Like, I've been to his house. My son have been running through his house, all the good shit. So, yeah. uh, it's them relationships. Like, he's like, you fuck with Huggy, we locked in. Like, I can send him something, he going to listen to it, or I can text him and, you know, what's up? Check this out, what you think I need to do? And he don't mind, like, giving that game. Like, all right, do this, do that. Like, the song we did didn't really do much. It did something, but it didn't do much. But that's always a part of me because my promoting game is terrible. <laughs> I'll promote that bitch for, like, two days and call it a day. <laughs> a lot of us producers, man, I, I realize, man, that the promotion game isn't really uh, there with the production. It's like we want to produce and that's it. I think that's kind of, like, why we become producers in the first place, you know, to kind of be behind the scenes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But the yeah, promotion thing is, is a little funny, man. How, how have you been able to maneuver or do you maneuver with the promotion game? Um, So, honestly, I kind of let it, as narcissistic as it sounds, I kind of let it promote itself. So, I, you know, I have these relationships with artists like Little Bean. He's popping right now in the, out of San Francisco. Him and Uze Bang, shout out to him and Remedy, their producer. He's one of the dopest producers in San Francisco, pretty overlooked. He got a lot of uh, work out there that people don't notice. But, um, like, uh, Young T.O.'s and the I Can Send Shit to Burners. I got the Mozzie emails and just, like, people that are around people that can get people on shit. So I can get placements just from, oh, he know him. He gonna put him on this beat because Mm -hmm. it's you. Like, Bankroll Hayden, I don't know if you guys heard of him. I think he just got signed to Atlantic. He's on something that I did. Um, features. I got a Mozzie feature, a Yada feature, um, the Too Short feature. Yeah, but it just all came from relationships. Like, my relationships with the artist, they like, ooh, let me do something for him. I'm put this artist on this song. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that, a lot of my placements actually come from other artists. Nice. So what would you say is your favorite placement? Um, my favorite placement. This far. I'm, of course I'm gonna say chose up because it was essentially my biggest placement. Like I don't think the views necessarily show what it did, like mm-hmm. the impact it actually had on the Bay Area. So it looks like it was an average song, but it was really like one of them songs. But uh I just posted today. On my Instagram, me and Young T.O., we got a song that just did 2 million views. So I just uh, posted and promoted that. 
That's probably one of my favorite songs by Young T.O. that I produced. Um, and City P and Lil Kayla just dropped one that I like. If we could get the right promotion behind it, it probably would do a little bit better than it's doing right now. But it's a good one. It's like a Ratchet Club type. Actually, kind of a classy Ratchet Club <laughs> song, which is awkward. But yeah, it's yeah. fitting for that. It's, it's an interesting combination. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, go no, go ahead. Um, uh, just there's some G Val tracks that I value a lot, just because being in that atmosphere with him, like a lot of his stuff, we recorded together, we made the beats together. So when I left, I don't actually live in San Francisco now. I live in the outskirts, but when I left, I kind of lost all of that. Like I'm secluded now. Mm. Everybody doesn't want to make that 45 minute drive to my house, <laughs> so. I miss that atmosphere, like being in the studio even now. Like it's yeah. just yeah, like I was just asking him, I'm ready to Cook get up. yeah, let's <laughs> figure it out. So Man. um yeah. So since we in here, um what is your favorite stuff to cook up with? Is it hardware, software? What's your favorite VSTs or I'm not even gonna lie to you, but I don't pay attention to none of that shit. I hear a sound, <laughs> I like it, I'm throwing it in. Yeah. I don't really I mean, I hear people talk about them, but I am not really even into all that shit. I just go through sounds and figure it out from there. Like, it's more of a go-with-the-flow type ordeal. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where I'm at in the moment. Like, a lot of my shit be dark. Like, I feel like I be in a dark place a lot of the time when I'm making music. Like, I'm mad or something, so I just put that in there. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like, if I'm feeling some type, like, if I'm up on money and all that good shit, I'm gonna make that <laughs> shit sound like I'm up on money. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just, you know, it's just like always the vibes. So, do you ever, like, try to, like, force yourself to make beats, or you just wait till you're in the, in the mode? How's that go? Um, I definitely force myself sometimes. A lot of the times, the people force me. So, they like, bruh, I need this beat, flip this beat, and do all this, and it be friends. So, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get into it. But me, because I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none, I tend to linger. Okay, one minute I'm really feeling graphic designing, so everybody hit me for graphics, and it's weird because people will know that. Like people will come contact me for graphics, and then I'll just have a whole week of graphics for some reason. And then, um, uh, as far as uh, production, like. It's, it mostly be my friends. Like, hey, bro, I need this beat. Make a beat. Let's come over. I'm going to come over and make a beat. Like, Lil Reese came over the other day, and I didn't have... He, like, he he raps also. So he's like, bro, I need some beats. And I was like, we can look, but uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we went and looked. We found a beat, and I was like, yeah, the next beat that you find is probably going to be, like, somewhere down in May. And mind you, this was a week ago. So he went and looked, and the last beat was in May. So he kind of forced me to cook up, but it's being around that energy. Like, yeah. he's a producer, so us vibing together, it's like, all right, yeah, let's rock. And we made a dope beat that several people tried to buy when we posted it, but it was for him. So he rocked with it, and we gonna go on from there. Um, but yeah, I like people to force me to do it. Like, Nice. Uh, being around producers and in studios is really just the vibe. Like, I kind of set my area up like the studio, but it's not the studio. Yeah. But, you know, the LED lights, the TV and all, the speakers. I got the vibe. Yeah. But if somebody's there, 
adds to it. It's like, okay, let's vibe. Like me and Reese cook up like that. Like we vibe off of each other great. So that's nothing with him. Dope. As a producer, um, like I be liking other producer shit. What is one beat that you might have wanna say, damn, that's something I wish I would have made? Damn. Uh right now, that Jack Harlow shit, that beat is fucking ridiculous to me. That uh what's popping. I just love the beat for some reason. It's something about that beat just is Who made it? Me. Do you know who made it? Uh Pooh, I think Pooh, you oh, made okay. Pooh, you a fool with this one. Made that one. I haven't even heard that song yet. What's popping? What's Brand poppin'? new whip just hopped in. You ain't heard oh, that yeah. one? That's him. Yeah, <laughs> that beat go crazy. But that uh, laugh now, cry later, go crazy too. That's a fucking instrumental for you. Hmm. That shit's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, right now I would say that Jack Harlow. That shit kills me every time I turn it on. Do you rock with uh? You rock a lot of samples, or you make your own melodies. What do you do? What do you like to fuck with? Uh, yeah, I make my own shit. I can sample, but it don't sound like I want it to sound. Other people like, oh yeah, it's go crazy. I'm like, nigga. But you know, everybody feels a different way about something. That's why I put out shit, cause somebody gonna love it, somebody gonna hate it. Like the Barney song, people hate it. (laughs) Motherfuckers love it too. Um, so it's too catchy, man. Exactly. Way too catchy. Even some of the shit on the radio, it all sound the same, but. Mm -hmm. We still listen to it and we know the words before we even know we know the words. The shit come on like, damn, singing it, I know the song. How? It's just that, yeah, (laughs) exactly, that programming. Uh They know exactly what they need to put out there and the repetitiveness. Yeah. Um, I got one for you. You All right, so you mentioned a few different names here, man. You said from Too Short. And I don't know if you've been in the studio with these people and been around them. Too Short to Lil Reese to G Malone. Added all these different people, man, he's that reach all these different levels of success. What's something that you've learned, like whether you've watched somebody do something or somebody told you some game? What's something that you uh, learned, like, you know, whether it be like some type of work ethic or something like that, that you took away from uh, these different people that you've been around, that you took with you, and um, you've been able to utilize for your success? Um, the biggest thing right now that just came to mind when you said that is my OG said, the same people you see on the way up is the people you see on the way down. So the niggas that be ego, oh yeah, I'm up, fuck them niggas, they ain't doing nothing, they ain't, they ain't making money, all that old shit, you gotta see them niggas on your way down. So uh, one of them is gonna be up, and you're gonna be looking for a handout, or you're gonna be looking for some type of network. So that's something that always sticks with me, like I treat everybody the same. I got friends with a hundred thousand, and I got friends with a dollar, and they are treated the same. Mm. Like, there's no difference in them. So that's mm. something I definitely stick with, like. You know you gotta come down someday. You're not gonna be on your high all the time unless you Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's fucking ridiculous. All right, and we're gonna ask you this. We're gonna end with this question. We always end with this. Um, who are your top five producers? No particular order. No particular order. No. Anybody? Yeah, man. Um, Manny Fresh. No order. Good Manny choice. Fresh. I love sounds he does like this nigga switches them sounds and them beats like crazy like you hear one sound and next verse it's a whole different sound but still in mm-hmm. the same place he's ridiculous um Lil Reese of course that's a little bruh it's something about his sound it's fucking simplistic as shit and he will tell you that I'll put five sounds on this bitch and I bet it slap 
Right. And it does every time. Like it's no failing with him. Um Zaytoven. I don't know how I didn't even say that one first. I'm gonna even put that one out there. That's probably <laughs> my guy right there. Zaytoven, I look up to him. He's definitely uh one of them people. He's actually from San Francisco is what people don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from San Francisco. He's from the Bay Area. I, I think that was it Atlanta or Mississippi. Or he's something? in Atlanta, but yeah, he's okay. definitely from the Bay. Like, it's a lot of Bay artists with some of his beats, but you don't really hear it all that often. But yeah, he's definitely from the Bay. Big I mean, he's, he, he speaks on it, but... Yeah. um, Two more. I don't know if I want to say favorites because I can't really digest it right now, but I do like uh, Remedy. He go crazy. He produce. He got a lot of production out there that people kind of overlook. Nestor Pharaoh, SOB, E-40, Mozzie, June on the beat. Like, they used to work together a lot. Mm. Roach gigs back in the day. Um, yeah, Remedy's really, he got shit that people kind of overlook. Like, I respect the fuck out of his craft. Um, and another producer, Bryce, my little brother. Nice. This nigga, he's, he, he's, he's on his way up. He just got placement with Eric Bellinger. Oh, nice. Uh, like, he posted on his Instagram and all the shit. And he's been looking up to me, is what I admire the most, to see him flourish more than me after him looking up to me. Nice. Like, he's been around since we since he's been in. We've been locked in. He's been on trips with us. He's And he's coming. He's going to be one of them people to be reckoned with, for sure. Shout out to him. Yeah. We're going to have to get him on the show, too. Oh, yeah. We can pull up. I got producers for you, and they're, they're going to love it. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time, man. Of course. We appreciate you. Um, give them your social media, where they can find you, and any projects you got coming up, Any anybody you're working with. First off, shout out to y'all, you know, Producer Pull Up Podcast. Um, holler the Truth. Instagram, always Holler the Truth. I don't really fuck with none of the other social medias. Uh, Twitter is Holler the Truth. If you Google me, you'll find me, but... I don't really just be on anything but Instagram. Um, projects. I just dropped a Celebrate the Pain. That's a project I produced front and back. But I just got songs from artists. Names like Lil Bean and uh, Young T.O. threw me songs. Chezzy does a lot of uh, music with Larry June. Right. So, yeah, I just had people throw me songs. Nitty Banger. Um... AMG Manson, um, Flex City Streets, you know, just a couple local names that are, uh, you know, good for the area and good for what I was doing. Nice. But what I appreciate about that project, to side note, is that's probably the most support I've ever had for a project. I don't know what it was about the project, what people, and people must have felt the energy I put into it, but like people supported the hell out of that and it was dope to see not to say that it blew up but just seeing the support was enough for me nice. like i was like okay people fuck with me like tough that was dope as fuck um and for now i was getting ready to work on some more production projects but i slowed it down and got into this is probably gonna be my last project putting together is me rapping it's probably number 10 at this point and I'm just kind of feel like an old nigga now. I'm 30. 
I don't want to be out here rapping. (laughs) It ain't old. That's what everybody keeps telling me. But I just feel like at this point, nigga needs to be looking at something else if it ain't clicked yet. So, um, yeah, I'm putting this album together. People that have heard some of the stuff are loving it. So I just want everybody that I fuck with to be a part of it. Like if you put a clap on a beat, I want you to be a part of it. And that's just going to bring it the energy I want. So, yeah, that's the next thing I'm working on. Uh, Still true to myself. Cover art by Tower for Hire. Um, Production is everywhere. Jabari on the track. Smacks on the track. Uh, Who else gave me beats? Um, Joe Toven. Oh, I didn't mention him. Joe Toven's a young nigga going crazy right now in the Bay. Like, Mm. any upcoming Bay artist is on this nigga shit right now. Joe Toven's definitely going crazy. Shout out to him. Um... Who else is on there? Lil Reese, of course, is on there. Um, myself. And I'm actually still looking for beats. Like, I pretty much got the writing down. I'm just trying to figure out what beats I'm getting ready to put on. And the vibe, so that it all vibes. Nice. Like the last one, because everybody said the last one was the shit. Yeah. That's why I felt like I needed to come with the second one. And with the times, because I'm kind of a conscious, conscious street. Nigga. I don't know, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just, I guess if I would say real, well-rounded. So yeah. I just, you know, no, yeah. So I want this project to be the right energy. Dope. I got the right people. Dope. Well, again, we appreciate you for being on the show, man. And this is a wrap-up of the producer pull-up. It's your man, V. It's your man, P, here, man. We're here showing love to the producers, man. And we out. Say peace. Peace. Peace.